Yo. What up, what up? Yo, welcome to episode 32 of the Carbon Footprint. Uh, Ooh, 32, yeah. 32. 32, we, man. 32, we in the same place today, man. This, <laughs> this, this is sad, bro. Yeah. I, think I, I think I shed a tear today. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. You guys know part of our uh of our uh, podcast is the vibe we get from being together in person. Uh, so today, obviously, a little bit different. If you're listening, we're we're actually doing this virtually. If you're gonna watch, you're gonna see it uh, on the screen. Looks a little weird, um, but out of an abundance of caution, we decided to do this probably for the next two episodes, and then uh, yep. you know we get back to being together. Because yeah, we vibe better in person. But listen, man, we made this happen in 24 hours. Yeah, man. And you know what? Yeah. I, I thought about this. You know, last night after we, you know, after we spoke yesterday during the day, I was thinking last night, like, you know, there's no excuses. And no. we we literally pivoted in, in you know, in, in, in a 24-hour time span. And, like, I didn't have any equipment. And it was like, boom, this is what we got to do. Take some precautions. Um, you know, it was like 24 hours, get your shit together, and we're doing the podcast. So yeah. no excuses. We're here delivering yeah. today. Hopefully it comes out good. Hopefully the quality of sound comes out good. We got some new equipment we're testing out. Um, so of course, bear with us. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, like you said, it, it, you would think it's it's when we started thinking about it. So like, oh, that's kind of simple. But then when we went down the rabbit hole, we realized, man, we need gear. You can't just use Zoom because of, you need an audio file and you need you know the, you need to be able to separate them and edit it and all that. So yeah, man, that was uh, nah, it, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, learn we, something new, right? Learn, so, learn something new, man. That's learn something, something new. Something much under the belt. So, yo, welcome. Like you said, uh, episode number 32. Um, I'm Sean. He's Juan. And every week we get together and we have a couple of drinks, um, talk about things that interest us and try to focus on things that are making an impact on the world today, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. So um, today is going to be a little different, man. What are you yeah. drinking today? Yo, listen, man, I got... I, I got a little Terramana, Terramana tequila. I actually chilled it. You can the see rock, the frost. The rock, the rock, man. So I frosted it, which I'd never done with tequila before. But I saw the rock says uh, the way he prefers to drink his Terramana was put it in the freezer, let it chill. And so it's just straight up in a glass, man, chilled. It's actually really good. Um, the rock actually has the biggest opening ever for a, a spirits brand all time. Oh wow. so shout shout out to those guys, man. And it's good. And I think he set out to make a quality tequila with like in a decent price point, and he didn't want to kind of gouge. Um, and normally anything under $30 is you hit or miss, but this is really good, especially for tequila under 30 bucks. Dude, you I can't believe you're drinking that shit without me. So I have not had that yet. <laughs> this is bullshit. Listen, I'm done after today. I'll save it for you. I bought some basic bitch stuff for for next week. I bought, I got some vodka and some other stuff for next week. I see, I see how it is. I see how it is. But no, that's dope, man. So I'm also on a tequila kick today. Um, and this was not planned, but I'm on the Corazon tequila. And so get this, guys and girls, because this shit is good. So it's the it's it's the Corazon tequila. Uh, Blanco, so it's the white. It's the uh, the white tequila of that brand. Um, I'm mixing it with a little bit of Sprite, some pomegranate cranberry, and a squeeze of lime. Shit is delicious. Get out there, go get it. And this and that bottle of of the Corazon tequila. I want to say it's it's under thirty bucks. It's it's very similar to to what that price point um, of the uh, what what is the Rocks brand called? Terramana. Terramana. So very similar to that. Um, I want to say I paid like 27 bucks for the for the bottle. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like this this drink, I've had other drinks with the I'm a big fan um of the pomegranate cranberry. Um, but this with the sprite twist, which is actually funny, man. My my son uh came up with he didn't really come up with, but he kept seeing the the commercial with LeBron where they doing the sprite cranberry for Christmas. Oh, with his yeah, yeah, with his branded sprite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, Papa, I want to try Sprite Cranberry. And I'm like, well, let me let me hook you up. Do we have Sprite? Yes. So I grabbed the cranberry, uh, put some Sprite in it, and we both tried it, and it was really good. And then, of course, me being the alcoholic that I am, I'm like, yep. Let me, you know what tastes really good with that? I need to make the adult version. Let's so. put some unleaded in there. So no, it's, it is oh, delicious. Man. So again, it's the the, the tequila, 
um, pomegranate cranberry, um, Sprite, and a squeeze of lime. It's it, you That's will you will not be disappointed. You will not, and I can vouch for that because uh, you made it uh, actually of the the day of the the Spence Garcia fight. You brought it over and That's you right. made it, and uh, it, it's awesome. It's really good. All right, man. So I'm gonna get into the carbon footprint of the week for me. Yeah, who you got? Who's leave, who's leaving their mark this week, man? Dude, who, dude, who this 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 guy from Minnesota, and you know, not a lot of good things come out of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold there. I know that. Right, it's cold. They got big mosquitoes and stuff, man. But no, this dude. They got um, big mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hit you with a story about about a guy. Really, a guy I didn't even know Minnesota. they could survive in there. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring me on board on that. <laughs> so this this guy, um, his name is uh, Tyler, and I'm gonna I'm probably gonna screw this name up. So um, if you're listening, or anybody he knows listening, you know, forgive me. I believe his last name <laughs> is Sklu. The check. So we'll just go with Tyler for now. <laughs> yeah, Tata. <laughs> we going, let's go Tata. Yeah, we're gonna keep it simple. Um, but Tyler S. <laughs> but this dude, so when he was a college student about five years ago, um, like his dad is a is a combat veteran and who who suffers from PTSD, and his form of PTSD is uh is nightmares, and so oh, Tyler um actually heard about this like this hackathon event in Washington, D.C., he entered it and he actually was focused on making an, uh, an app that would help folks with PTSD. So he developed this prototype and it's just pretty cool, man. He developed this prototype that's actually used on an Apple Watch. And what it does is it, it reads your heart rate and your body movements. It, it'll basically give you a nudge in the, in, in the form of a vibration to take you out of your deep REM, which is when you're like in that dream state. So, so when you have, uh, so it wakes you up essentially from the, yes, but, but it doesn't really wake you up. It actually just takes you out of the REM, but doesn't wake you up fully so that you continuously sleep so that you don't lose sleep. You don't want like, but you, but you can't fall into the dream state essentially. Or the, you can, you can fall, you can fall into the dream state, but if you begin to, breathe heavily the heart starts racing you start moving it'll wake you up it, it'll, it'll take you out of the REM. and and so what was great was man he used his father as a guinea pig and his father was like yo this is and and, and it took some tweaking but his father was like this is like a miracle he's actually wow. getting sleep now and so i want to give out i want to give a shout out to his uh to um the website it's it's a night it's nightwear.com but it's spelled n-i-g-h-t dash w a r e dot com you cannot download this shit from from the uh from the app store um i believe okay. i believe it's only available on, on on the apple watch at the moment but it, it has to be prescribed so so these guys uh, yeah these guys got like fda approval FD. yeah wow. yeah yeah so and, and i was like super impressed man because i did some more research on it bro and i was like i found that there's like 8% of Americans suffer from PTSD. Um, and like last year, there were like 8 million cases reported. So it's not, I, mean, I think, I know when I think about PTSD, I think about, you know, veterans, I think about war veterans. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? But PTSD can be brought on by any traumatic event. So it could really help a lot of people that have gone, maybe you've gone through a traumatic event as a, as a kid and you suffer from, you know, from nightmares. I don't know what else it can help with. But the technology. Yeah, maybe you went to the Boy Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> and then now you. <laughs> episode thirty-one, people. No, thirty. Episode I think 30. it's thirty, right? <laughs> episode thirty. Go back. You get the reference. It might have been twenty-nine. I don't know what that was. <laughs> we got one of those. Wrecking. Is it Wrecking Ball? No, no, no it's not Wrecking Ball. Um, but yeah, anyway. one of those. We talk about the. <laughs> we talk about the Boy Scout scandal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But essentially, man, the the I don't know if you've you ever seen any documentaries on um, like service animals, right? And specifically, service dogs, and some of them are used for PTSD. And what they do is like the dog can like smell the anxiety coming on, and the dog will come okay. over and like and like you know like nestle with you or lick you. Um, like if you're if you're sleeping and you start with the nightmares, the dog is trained to like come over and like lick you. 
you know oh because it can smell basically your body the, the, the glands the chemicals whatever hormone yeah, it bro. is that tr- yeah wow yeah and so and so you try to yeah. use this same sort of like he's like how can we you know de- detect it but it was saying he does it through um through the heart rate um and through body movements and it just and then and then when he did it with his father or his father being a guinea pig um they kept tweaking the algorithm and so they sort of made it made it right um and and so man, wow. I, thought, I thought that was like amazing man like kudos to that's incredible tyler and i like exclusive check um i will not try to pronounce that again but kudos kudos Tyler's, yeah Tyler's, kudos Tyler's, man shout out to you man absolutely and like i said again for those of you who missed it night-where.com w-a-r-e that's awesome man yeah yeah i am i was listening once to i think it was joe rogan man and he had a veteran on there um i wish i could remember the guy's name man but anyway he was talking about his um kind of battle with ptsd and this treatment that he got that was actually uh something called sgb like stellate ganglion block and what it is it's basically a shot at the base of your skull, like in your neck, and you basically numb these this set of nerves that's um that causes like PTSD. The so the military used to use it for people who had this like uh severe pains and stuff. So the military has been using it for years, I guess, for soldiers that they I guess deemed to be kind of these top notch guys or people that they needed to kind right. of keep in in the rotation so they would use it to treat pain and someone figured out that hey the, like the ptsd was gone and it's instantaneous so like people describe like these feelings of having these like the the anxiety and the depression and all that and they go literally when the nail uh when they hit push in the nail it just goes away um and so they're talking now about uh basically distributing this i think uh more commonly amongst veterans obviously but just in general to use it to treat ptsd the downside at the moment is that you need to do it every they're they're thinking six months or so so it's not a permanent fixture um but it it essentially that what they say it's like giving your brain a reboot and then you know by the end of the six months your brain's back to you know full of junk or whatever and it just gives it a reboot man and that made me think of that when you talk about ptsd that guy was on there he was um it was cool because he was talking about, you know, obviously his, his his bouts with like suicide and all this stuff. And he goes, you know, I'm I'm, I'm locked in dark rooms. I I you know, you're you're in a dark place. And he goes, it was literally like the minute the needle touched my neck, gone. Really? And yeah, man, it was a crazy story. It's it's called uh, look, it's SGB. Um, so it's stellate ganglion yep. block. Um, and, and they use it to, to treat like the most chronic symptoms of, of PTSD. Um, and I think hopefully they'll make it more commonly um, used, more widespread. There's a specific doctor in a country that was doing it all the time. I think he was in California that veterans and stuff were going to or just people in general who, who were suffering from PTSD because he was the only one kind of doing it in his normal uh, course of yep. practice. And I think the idea now is to hopefully get it more widespread. Um, but man, there, I've seen people treat it with shrooms or psychedelics, and like there's been all there's kinds people of people that self treat with that too. It, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, I, obviously, man, that's so cool. That he comes up with that app because something like you said, it's so serious and it impacts so many people, man. And it's uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that. It, it, I don't want to say something so simple, but something so simple as like the buzz of an app like him to think like oh you know your your dreams come from rem and rem if i can fix that part of it then maybe i can you know like just you know i'm always fascinated by people's thought processes yeah dude and i was really i was really like um you know taken aback when i when i saw um that it didn't actually make the person lose sleep so the guy's not getting up tired that was actually my first um initial thing was like okay well you're gonna wake him up and then he's gonna be tired you know the next day um, but it's like it, it just knocks you out of the deep REM, um, but doesn't necessarily wake you up. That's, that's crazy, man. That's fire. All right, man. What you got? What so you got cool. this week? This listen, man. I had um. So my carbon footprint was uh Mary Barra. Uh, some people might recognize the name, some might not. Uh, Mary Barra is basically the CEO of GM, so General Motors. Uh, oh yeah, you know, one s- of the largest automakers. I've seen in the her world. driving the 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 self drive car. I think one time on like sixty yes. minutes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, she did a 60 minutes interview. She's been on uh, uh, Freakonomics recently, I think is where I got kind of back caught up with her again. Um, I've actually read some stuff from her in the past um, from a leadership perspective, because there's some things that she's done that I that I really respect and admired. And I thought, oh, this is a good way to kind of handle certain scenarios. Um, 
as far as like kind of being in management and things go. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was listening to her this week on Freakonomics. I've watched a 60 Minutes thing. Man, she is, uh, okay, first female CEO, right, of one of the big three, you know, automakers. Yep. Um, she worked there for 40 years. So she had done it all, done it all, you know, had been through everything from kind of like marketing to research and development, all this, you know, so she worked her way truly up the ladder um, and then became their CEO. And one of the things she's always been known. So from a leadership standpoint, she's always been known as this no nonsense, kind of like blunt, very straightforward. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. Um, and, and then one of the things she did when she came in, and I remember this is how I kind of became aware of her was GM had this 10 plus page dress code manual on how you're supposed to dress. You work there. <laughs> she took that 10 pages and knocked it down to two words. And the two words are dress appropriately. Oh, wow. And that's all it says, dude. And she, so she became a, I'm not going to tell you not to be you. I'm not going to tell you how to dress. I'm not going to tell you. And what she started noticing was that some of her management was like, I, how do I, how do I address this? And it's like, if you can't even address this, like, then you yeah, should like be what, in management. What problems you know, like are you really you, solving if you can't dress right? Yep. Yeah. And, and in her mind, she goes, I'm just taking something away from you. Like, and then you should know, you should be able to explain like, hey, this is, yeah, this guy's wearing shorts and flip-flops. Like, yeah, maybe that's not cool. But if they're wearing jeans, like, all right, like, so what? And so it became her her kind of mantra for like, we got more important shit to worry about. And it just became her being kind of like, um, you know, she's super blunt. One of the first things she did when she took over and they asked her like, hey, what do we need to do? Like, how do you turn around GM? <laughs> she goes like, stop making shitty cars. <laughs> <laughs> Basically her, <laughs> it's like. It, which is such a great like <laughs> response because she's just like, yeah, our cars suck. And so one of the things she did was she was like, yeah, our cars suck. We need to get into the uh, electric. We need to get into the autonomous. And she leaned into that when everybody else in the big three was kind of like, no, you know, like Ford didn't want to lean, lean into that yet. Um, and some of the other larger brands weren't like on the EV bandwagon yet. And she's like, no, no, no that's that's definitely where we should be. You know, like Dodge wasn't on there yet. And so she leaned into that, man. And she's, um, man, so much respect for her in the last. I, I don't know if you saw during the Black Lives Matter protests at the peak of it during the during the summer. She was one of the first major co corporate uh, kind of um, CEOs, I guess, to, to put out a statement. And uh, she goes. Actually, I have the statement and I'm going to pull it up, but I have a blip from it that I thought was great. Um, she says, uh, both impatient and disgusted by the fact that as a nation, we seem to be placated by the passive discussion of why. Let's stop asking why and start asking what. What are we going to do? And then one of the first steps that she did was she created an inclusion advisory board. And then and, and what it was is uh, it took aim at GM uh, to make GM one of the most inclusive companies oh, wow. in the world. And then she started creating other these other kind of organizations within. And she goes like, listen, that's not going to solve the problem, but I want to be part of the solution and moving the conversation forward. Like she's one of the first people that really leaned into that, um, you know, and on top of all the other stuff that she had done, man. So, so Mary Barra, man, shout out to her. You guys look her up. Um, you know, that's just, awesome, man. Uh, again, as a leader, as a CEO, I respect yeah, that's awesome, so man. Much, so. and, and I think I feel like I owe it to women this week because I was kind of hard to young um, about the kicker. <laughs> she scored a point this week. <laughs> She scored. A <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah Fuller. She scored a point this week. But no, man, like that, that, that yeah, whole man. point of like just hearing and and reading about great leaders. Um, it just it's it's dude, it's it's one of those things where you go like, man, I want to work for somebody like that. Or I want to work for that company, or I wonder what I wonder what it's like yeah. to work for leadership like that, right? Um. Dude, I read yeah. something about a good leader this week. The uh, the Goya CEO. So, did you see the thing that he did with? Uh, so, he, he came out. He basically said that like AOC, who uh, you know what, she's one of those people, man. Where it's like I don't know anybody who's just like meh. They either love her or they hate her. Yeah, right. Good for her. <laughs> That's where That's you want to be. be. That's the space you want to live in. You don't want to live in meh. You want to live in yay or get the fuck so, out. Yeah. Um, apparently, after she made the comments about or the. I think I don't know if it's on her Twitter or what have you, but she was like, "Oh, you know, when he's a, when the CEO's name is a uh, Robert uh, Unanue, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Anyway, you know, you can't. It's yeah, a kind of funky last name, but um, anyway, he <laughs> uh, he came out and, and and supported Donald Trump, but no more than he supported Barack when he was in office, right? He just was like, hey, you know, good guy, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she wanted. 
His, you almost you have, have to, bro. to. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. If you're, if you're him, Absolutely. you have to. Dude. Yeah, you're a major U.S. corporation. I don't care yep. who the president is. You have to lean into positive, you know, discussion or dialogue about the president. You can't no, like ab- absolutely. I, I don't know this, and and again, this one was a little unprecedented, and and I think maybe that's where people lose their shit. But yeah, I think they just yeah. go like, oh, you know, Latinos are typically Democrat, right? And so you have all the Latino workers. So why? And you're Latino yourself. Like, why are you supporting? But whatever, man. So. But anyway, so a- AOC came out and was like, oh, like boycott Goya, like make your own adobo, what have you. He he claims. <laughs> Go get some Iberia. Is that what she wanted us to do? Well, so he he it's claims the that, that, their, that their sales skyrocketed. So what he did was of course. In, in the company, he made AOC employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> No, what, yeah. I, what? Yeah, that's the most savage. <laughs> Dude, and you know what? But like, listen, say what you want about the guy. Like, if you have a leader like that oh who God, doesn't take man. himself that seriously, like, yeah. right? Like, that's the no, that's, that's funny, funny man. dude. And then, yeah, you know what would be even funny, better? Like, I, I hope that they top <laughs> sales. Dude, I, yes, for a black, that's that's what what saying, a body, black. like put a picture oh. up, put the black on. I thought that was pretty cool, man. <laughs> that's fantastic man oh my god that's so good dude listen i i'm i'm gonna give credit where credit's due i think as much as we ripped um you know the the supreme court nominees and every time trump had to appoint one and we know um you know he's pointed three which is historical i don't think any other president has ever gotten to okay. a point three these guys man they threw out his his bid to kind of try to overturn this election they wouldn't even hear the case. They said there hadn't been any precedent. There wasn't any. There's no evidence. Any evidence on so, yeah. So Barrett and and you know the rest of the 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 crew that he picked. I go, hey, you know, people were like, oh, they're just gonna bend right. at his will and they're gonna do whatever he wants. And 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 you know, honestly, the part of this is he's on his way out. Like, you know, they're obviously not gonna try to stir up anything. They know they still have a job right now. But, um, you know, I think you gotta for all the people that were saying these guys aren't going to, aren't going to do right. And they're just going to lean that. And they're just puppets of Trump and all that. I go, no, man, they sided with the law. They sided with, with, with what the facts were. And so you got to respect that. Um, They can't fire them. Right. But I think we ripped them so much that they weren't. No, no, I don't think think so. so. They have to do something crazy. Yeah. I don't think so. And, and again, they know he's on the way out. So they're probably just like, fuck this guy now. (laughs) Um, But you know, there is a sense of loyalty that you've seen other politicians have had and are embarrassing themselves out there. So, you know, shout out to these guys, I think, just for upholding the law. I think, again, you, you take the evidence and you run with it. And um, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny, man. I've actually that, been man, so. off of like U.S. news, you know, other than like other than like yeah. things that are either entertaining or 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 sort of good news related. Um, but yeah, You're but I did glance. Much, I did glance by one of the major <laughs> networks today, and and it was saying like like it's done. The electoral college voted, and like it's it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. So uh, Joe Biden uh, will be the next president of the U.S. Listen, man, and if COVID didn't kill Giuliani, this shit is fake, <laughs> bro. How Chris Christie and Giuliani. <laughs> They both just skipped through and, this and, shit like and, nothing. And, and Trump, man. Giuliani, I mean, right? The, the 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 three of them like and really, Trump. really did. You know, you know what's funny, bro? The uh <laughs> the flu numbers are down, which is gone, which which makes me think like, okay, so you have, you know, are they misdiagnosing at this point? If you go in with flu-like symptoms, are you testing positive for, for COVID and they, and you don't really have it? But I also think it's the um the social distancing factor, the fact that most people are still working from home, the fact that, you know, like kids are socially distanced in school and they're wearing masks and they're doing that whole nine. I think that's definitely a factor, man. I'll say, I was just telling someone this the other day, my kids without fail, whenever they go back to school. So here in August, they get sick that first week. They get something without fail, runny nose, whatever, always. Right. Because everyone's been traveling and they'll bring back, you know, these, I like to call them exotic germs, right? You bring back something from Yellowstone or whatever, you know, like they've been about, you know, you put them in this mixing pot there and then everyone gets sick without fail. My kids have not been sick, knock on wood, at all. Wow. Since school started. You're talking four months in, not a cold, not What's a runny What's the nose, uh, population like? Nothing. Like, is are they... Dude, there's only like eight kids oh, per wow. class. So they, right so they can really do the social distancing thing. They can really like... Yeah. And you know what? 
I, I mean, I bet. I think maybe you mentioned this to me. I would bet that the the the, the learning environment has got to be freaking out of this world right now. Yeah, because it's they get they better. get more one on one time. My my daughter has made the comment to me because my daughter struggles in certain subjects, and and there were some subjects where she was doing better. Maybe somewhere she was still struggling, but she was improving. And I remember just having a kind of a conversation with her and, and she's like, hey, man, I really get this. And she was excited. And I'm like, well, what changed? And without me prompting her, she goes, there's a lot less kids. So there's no distractions. And the teacher spends yeah, more that's time it. with me. And so she goes, so when I don't get something, I can ask her. And she actually takes the time to work through it. And she goes, and my daughter gets easily distracted, too. So she goes, and there's not like class clowns. And there's not, you know, all these kids making noise and doing this stuff. And yeah, so that makes sense, like, bro. It just made a big difference. She's 11. I didn't even have to prompt her. I think at the time that she made that comment, she might have been 10. And she just goes, uh, she's like, yeah, I think it's because there's a lot less kids. I was like, wow. that's It's weird how she picked up on that. And she just goes, yeah, it just helps me focus. Yeah, bro. The teacher can help. Bro, did you see the, um, since we're on the subject of kids, man, did you see the shit with uh, that peewee football coach? Sure. <laughs> I don't this know if you guys guy. saw that, but some peewee football coach, and, and I don't even have the stuff in front of me, but go look up like, do you? I think I might have. A youth football. Well, see, I don't have I don't have his. Yeah, info, it does. I guess name, it doesn't really matter. But, but what was it? It was it was either here in Florida or in Georgia. I think it was here in Florida, actually. It was. It was here, bro. It was right down the street from your oh, house. Actually. Oh yes, it was. That's right. <laughs> here in uh, sunny Kissimmee, right, right down, right down the sunny road Kissimmee, from uh, man. from Disney World. Um, but I think the team is from out of state, Georgia. So I think the team was from okay. Georgia and might have been here okay. for a weekend tournament type thing. So. For those that didn't see it, just uh, Google football coach hits kids. The first thing that's going to come up. But he basically just smacks his kid upside the head with more than all once. his strength. Like, yeah, more than once. Just like wails at him. And then, you know, is throwing a tirade. You can't really hear what's going on. And then hits him again in the back of the head so hard that the kid just falls. Like face yeah, first. And then just keeps going about. It, yeah, like, no, I, I wondered. And if it was, like you said, if it was like a traveling team, like. Were the parents there? I would imagine your kids that small, you're going, right? You got to travel with the kids. Like I was yeah. waiting and, and the, the video wasn't that long, but I was waiting for a parent to come out of the stands and just start swinging. Oh, dude, if I would have been my kid, bro, it'd have been on. That's how I know this kid had a single <laughs> mom, bro. So, what are you trying to say, man? My mom would have been out there swinging too. <laughs> listen, listen, no, this is, this is what I'm getting at. The mom decided not to press charges. Right, and I go. This kid must have been such a pain in the ass that the mom was like, "Dude, fuck damn time someone whoops his kids out." He had it coming. Like, dude, you watch that video and you go, "Nah, I'm not gonna press charges." Or you're in the stands and you don't rush that, and you go, "Nah, it's cool." Either you smashing the coach, or you really wanted that kid to get an ass whooping, and you weren't giving it. To <laughs> Listen, man. You provide a service, all the single moms out there will discipline your kids. <laughs> Charge by the hour. Bring them by. <laughs> Bring them by. Charge by the smack. <laughs> Dude, think about it. why. Why wouldn't you press charges, A, or like you said, run out into the field? So I don't know if she was in the stands, but if she was and she watches that and she just lets it happen, she has to be happy about it. Well, I think that, you know, <laughs> like, she didn't press charges. And I think that the quote that I read from her was was like sort of in the coach's defense. Like, no, like this guy, like he's a good guy. Um, and I'm just going like, I don't really care how much of a good guy you are at some point. Like, remember, you got to remember you're dealing with kids and it's a game. Like you're not out there. And, and I know that Yeah, it was funny, man. My, my wife and I were discussing it when we first heard it. And, and, and I was like, ah, you know, like I played high school football and I remember I was like, you know, we got yelled at a lot and, and the coaches got in our faces and, and I never, I mean, maybe you got hit like really quick on the back of the helmet, but nothing crazy, nothing like nobody's throwing you down or anything like that, but they can get sort of like mouthy and, and, and aggressive. And I go, because they're trying to get you to also be aggressive. It's an aggressive sport. Um, have no idea what the kid did, yeah. did or, or didn't do. Um, but what was he like nine? Yeah. He was yeah, a little was, dude, yeah, man. So dude. I don't know, man. Like I said, you gotta, yeah. He's like at, at some point you go like, nah, he was a good guy. <laughs> nah, they're dating, bro. You could be right, bro. They're dating. I bet you. I bet you the follow up to the story, bro. I bet you the follow up to the story is gonna be something like you know, coach marries mother. Bro, you child. think about it, right? <laughs> like, it actually like would make sense. Like, if, they, if they are dating and you're spending time with her and the kid 
and he and and he's starting to discipline and the, the kid, kid. You feel it's like it's your kid. Yeah, and you feel obviously right. uh, comfortable enough to do that to him. And then the mom goes, "Not, nah, bro. Uh, there's no way. I bet. I bet you they're dating, bro. I bet you they're dating. Like, there's no, there's no way, dude, that you're gonna do that to my child. First off, if I'm there, we fight it on sight. Like, it's, it's a wrap. And then after you see that, and then you don't press charges. Nah, man. There's no way. That's crazy. There's just no way, man. So I go, I go. Either she a single mom and she was dying for him to get an ass open because the dad didn't come out and go, hey. I'm no. a, you know, I'm well, you a, didn't hear anything from the dad, right? Ass, so so you assume charges. you assume that, right? No, which leads me to believe right. that there isn't one in the picture. So, so I go, she either a single mom and has been dying for someone to whoop her kid's ass, or yeah, or both, <laughs> or both, yeah, 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 or both. <laughs> She's like, oh, I like it when he smacks. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, uh, this, like, no this way, weekend, man, man this uh, got me thinking about the. Um, I watched, and, and and no, I don't want to segue into this as far as like a beaten up thing, man. But um, this weekend, man, I watched that Hector Camacho <laughs> special on Showtime. So it's it's called okay, like yeah, uh, yeah. I believe it's called like Macho, um, the the story, the Hector Camacho story, or something like that. Look it up, people. Um, yeah. But Hector Camacho grew up like in my neighborhood. I don't know exactly where he was, um, but he was in Spanish Harlem. Um, his cousin lived in, so I, my, my, my little, I don't even know what you call it. Um, uh, my little project, I guess it was just made up of like two buildings and, um, she lived in one, like I lived in, in, in the other. Um, but anyway, it was his cousin that lived there. So we used to see him every now and then he would come through and like bring his kids so that his, his aunt could watch the kid. So he was, he was very visible in the, in the community. Um, and I remember because my 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 mom wasn't into boxing at all. Like I'm I'm a I'm a big you know this man. I'm big into boxing now. Um, but as a kid, my mother wasn't into boxing. My mother was a single mom, and so I never really saw any of his fights. So all I ever heard was how great he was was by like word of mouth. As I got a little bit older, say like say like a, a teenage years, when I started to to sort of to to like boxing, when 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 like the Tyson came you know, when Tyson came around, right? It's in, still in the eighties. Camacho was still big on the scene during that time, um, but again, never really saw him fight. I never saw a Tyson fight until uh, until like maybe like nineteen ninety. Like I don't think I ever saw a Tyson fight before oh, wow. that because again, I didn't have anybody in my anybody in my family that was really into boxing, so I never knew when it was on. Even though they used to like broadcast some boxing, you know, during during the day during sports, like. I never knew when it was on. It was nobody there like pushing me to come watch this fight. So as as I got into the as I got into boxing, I remember seeing one of his fights. And I don't remember which one which one I saw. I think it was probably like the 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 one where he lost to who's the Mexican guy? Chavez. Yeah. Oh, Chavez, he got his. And ass. so when Rack I think that was my Chavez. first exposure to to Camacho. And so my thought process was, yo, this dude was like overhyped. And and you know, like Puerto Ricans, if we get somebody from the neighborhood that's doing good, like the dude, the dude is like on a pedestal, right? Yeah. And so immediately I was just like, ah man, yep. this is this is just you know us Puerto Ricans like hyping somebody up who's not really that good. And then in the 90s, I watched him. So I saw I saw him fight Chavez, I saw him fight like De La Hoya, I saw him fight Trinidad, like and he he lost to all of like the good guys. And so it sort of solidified. Yep. He lost to Duran too, right? I think he, he lost beat to Duran. Duran, actually, man. I have to go look that up. I think he Did beat, he beat Duran. Duran. Um, but again, you know, like, yeah, this is sort of like later in the in in the career, right? So, um, it sort of solidified what I thought. But man, watching this documentary, I'm dude. I was I'm wrong. That dude was great, bro. That his yeah, like his he early awesome. fights. And it's funny, man, because I was watching yeah. it with my wife, and my wife was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that," because her family big into boxing. And they used to watch it, and um, and she was like, "Oh yeah, like the dude was like super fast," and 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 she actually said something that that made me think, and she was like, "Man, it, him and his prime against like a Mayweather in his prime." She was like, "That's like the the the, the speed that she would that she was sort of comparing it to," um, and uh, yeah, 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 that definitely I can see you know, that you know, styles make fights, right? Um, but obviously, the it's and go watch the documentary; it's really good. Um, if you're if you're a boxing fan, if if you're not, you may not be interested. But um, you know the guy the guy had a bunch of demons, man. He dealt with, he loved the party life. Um, he was like addicted to cocaine, 
and dude, there were big times, man, where he would like he would have like almost like OD on cocaine, and then where where like his whole team would be like, "There's no way he's in a fight tomorrow," and then he gets up in the morning and he fights and wins. Yeah, yeah. And he would rock dudes, and, and then he get first round crazy, KOs. dude. So it's like <laughs> if you're you know when when you have that kind of skill set, and then you have those demons, but you're able to kind of overcome the demons for the moment. Like what? What's to stop you, right? Like you know, you're not losing anything. It was like he didn't have him when he was in there, dude. That's that's and that's what it was like. He's like when he was in there, everything was just this. Yeah. When he got in the ring, man, I I started watching. You had mentioned it, man, and I started watching. Okay. I'm about an hour, a little over an hour in. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to finish it uh, later on today. Uh, cause I same thing, man. So I knew about him. I was I'm too young to to have watched the fights in his prime. Um, but. I, being a Puerto Rican, like you said, we hype on everybody. So I just remember growing up hearing about him, like, oh, Macho Camacho, Macho Camacho. Like, he was just so big. He's like, because Puerto Ricans, we'll, we'll ride with you. And he was the dude until Trinidad came on the scene. And then we were right. riding with, with Tito. And, um, dude, I, so one of the things that stuck out to me, man, you were talking about his demons, was there's a fight, and I can't remember if it was Mancini yeah. or, um, yeah, those are one of those, but he wins the fight, man. There were, yeah, and, and the documentary scene. I don't remember watching those fights, and I have gone down the rabbit hole in the past of watching old um, Camacho fights kind of before the ones that I saw because I saw the ones where he's fighting people who are already washed up, you know, like, yeah, I, like he, I remember the he, ones in the 90s, fought, um, I remember the Sugar um, Ray one, I yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard, and 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 he, and he beat him, but but Sugar yeah, Ray was he, like he basically 40, 40 back then. Is not like forty today. No, forty today, you would be all right. Forty back yeah, then. Yeah, like, you know, he funny man. He, like, <laughs> he says in the he documentary, he's like, "Yeah, you know, of course, I thought I was gonna beat this guy." And then when he, uh, when he, when he got hit, he was like, "Oh shit, this guy hits hard." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sugar Ray goes, "Fuck, now I gotta survive." For how do I get twelve rounds in or something? That's what he. That's his like comment was. Is like. I immediately got into shit. I got to just make it through 12 rounds of this. Like, I'm not going to beat this guy. So I got to make it through just 12 rounds and, and avoid the shot. But I am, um, man, you know, what stuck with me, dude, is, is after, I think it's um Larry Merchant's interviewing him and, and he asks him something and he won the fight, man. So he was happy he won the fight and he starts crying, dude. And he just starts crying. And, and Larry Merchant's like, man, you just won. You like, like, what are you upset about? You know, obviously people knew about the drug issues that he was having, and he just looks at Larry Merchant and goes, like, I, I just need yeah. friends right now, man. I need friends right now. And just kept yeah, he crying, just, man. And that just, I was like, light, God, bro. dude, that guy was going through some really? stuff, man. He did, man. He goes, like, I want to, like, basically, like, yo, don't judge me. Don't give me shit. Like, I, I know what I'm doing is wrong. But just that moment of um, the sincerity and the honesty in that in that moment there where he just looks at yep. him and just goes, man, I really need friends right now. Like, I don't, like, yep. you know, guy, guys support me. <laughs> bro, did you see the... Uh, the space shit, the the guy that came out that talking about the there's aliens and we've and we're aware and we're in contact and there's a base on Mars but it's underground and it's humans and aliens living together. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> bro. Who said so that? this dude, this dude's wilding, bro. So he's a uh, oh man, I gotta I gotta I, I got something here. I gotta grab it. All right, man. So this guy was a um uh his name is Ani Haim Eshed. He was the like director, Israel's defense ministry space director, something like that. So he was the head of Israel's defense ministry, but the space uh, portion of it. And he's like in his 80s now, man. So you got to take this guy with a grain of salt. He's basically like <laughs> he's basically doing all these interviews on TV in Israel. And he's like uh, and I want to say he's peddling a book. He has to be or he has a book in the past or whatever. Okay. But he's basically like, yo, man, like there's aliens. And we're they're aware of us. We're aware of them. We've had dialogue. There's a galactic federation and everything, and that there's a base on Mars right now where we're coexisting. But they don't want to come out fully to mankind until we're quote unquote ready. And he even goes as far as to say that Trump knows, and Trump was going to lid on the whole thing, and that the galactic federation had to step in and 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 like get basically Trump to not say something. Wow, bro, you know how I know that's bullshit. <laughs> You think if Trump knows about aliens, he's not, bro. Trump is going to be the first dude out there, dude. Like, uh, I met the aliens. Uh, I arm wrestled one. I won. Uh, you know, like, he's just going to be fucking, bro. He's going to be the first guy out there, dude. Just like, there were, 
they were so impressed by how intelligent I was. They they want to take me back. <laughs> bro, there's no way Trump knows about aliens and he's not spilling the beans, bro. No, zero chance, dog. Zero <laughs> chance. Oh man. Um my son told me something this week, man, that was in re- in relation to that. I can't remember what the hell it was. What was it? Something like, what if there used to be life on Mars and then they shot or, or they, they sort of like, like they left us here and now that planet is, is dead and Earth is like the live one. You, we could, listen, you figure at some point we're all dying here or we're going to have to flee, right? So, you know, a few million years from now, people here are going to have to find another place to inhabit or they're just going to get wiped out and a new species will emerge. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this so, whole story was so wild. And, and you know where he gets it from, right? So he's everything's from TikTok. So this <laughs> week, though, my 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 other son, so his brother, so he one comes out with the Mars story, which actually, you know, that that's cool because I'm into I'm into the whole space thing, and 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 so that always gets my my wheels turning. But then the other one follows up with, "Papa, you know what I saw on TikTok? How to make cocaine." <laughs> Swallow that drink, bro. <laughs> bro, I had tequila about to come out the nose. I was worried. I was like, wait, wait. Oh my God, bro. How to make cocaine. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yep, I'm officially the worst father ever. That- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't do it. You know what's funny, man? Like, How do you stumble on that? I do. Who knows, bro? Like, you know, TikTok could show you anything. And then it, all you got to do is stay on it for a while or like it, and then you'll just get more of the same shit. So the one that came up with that is the dude that he's he's always, like, he loves, like, experimenting. You know, even if it's with, like, cooking. Like, the other day, he okay. he goes, Papa, you ever had ramen, ramen noodles? And I'm like, yeah, I had them. They're full of salt. Um, you know, they're not good for you, but they are pretty delicious. And he's like, I want to make, I think he was like some kind of like, almost like a, like a fried shish kebab of ramen noodles. And I'm like, oh God, bro, would you see that? TikTok? Yep. So hold on TikTok. TikTok. So everything, bro, <laughs> everything's from TikTok, bro. So these guys, I mean, all, sense, all, all three of them, all three of them, they're just like every day, at least once, it's usually a lot more than that, but at least once each of them will come over with their, almost like their video of the day. Of what they, you know, what they found to be astounding. One of them will come over several times a day and just show me, you know, random, you know, random stuff. So that that TikTok man, I, I don't know whether to whether to, to to take it away or, you know, but you know what, you listen, <laughs> man, we about to start a little enterprise here. Times get hard, and you know, like put put that knowledge to work. You know, you know, you know. My, my first question was to him was like, how how do you make it? And then he starts to name off all of these chemicals that, you know, it could be right, right? I, I have no clue how to make cocaine. Um, I think my my only, uh, the only thing that I know is from the old, like, Cat Williams um, comedy thing where he's like, I don't know how you make it, but you, you know, put some baking soda, you heat it up, <laughs> you know, but. but oh, he's like, but yeah, but my, I don't know the recipe. I don't know the recipe. But, <laughs> but my son came out with, like, with, like, a, a recipe that was. You know, like things that you would not put into your body. So yeah, Benjro hard carbonate, and you heat it with you know some other phosphorus, whatever, a bunch of shit I can't pronounce. Yeah, exactly, so, dude. I, I saw I saw a movie um, recently where it was like, um, what's the drug that they make like in the in the country, like in the backwoods? Meth. Meth. Crystal meth. Yes, that shit. So they had some guy doing it, and then he was sort of like showing somebody in the movie. It was a movie; it wasn't like a documentary, but he was showing somebody. Listen, like, you watching Breaking Bad, bro? <laughs> it wasn't Breaking Bad. It was some other. It, it's a series, dog. It was some other movie, but yeah, like the dude was making it and using like matchbooks and then some other chemicals, and I'm just like, yo, man, why would you put any of that shit into your body? But yo, it's why you can't buy Sudafed, bro. Like, or it's behind. It's like locked. Yeah, to, uh, it is. Uh, it's locked. It's because people would buy. There's a oh, I can't think of the name of the chemical in, in, in Sudafed that it's a key ingredient, 
in crystal meth. And so people would buy out Walgreens and CVSs because they needed it for that. Oh, man, I can't think of the name of the chemical. But anyway, um, they would use it for that. That's why it's behind uh, a thing now. And you, and like the limit's like one and you have to be 18 or older. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact. And I'm like, okay, how many 14, you know, are, are cooking meth? Like, <laughs> be, be surprised. Apparently, get on TikTok yeah. and learn how to make that shit. Listen, man, if you're 14 and you're smart enough to be making meth, oh, you are wasting your talents. <laughs> <laughs> meth, that shit is hard, bro. <laughs> Yo, watch Breaking Bad. That shit looks difficult. Nope, I never, I never watched it. But watching that movie uh, the other day, man, I was like, why? That shit takes up too uh, much time. Yep, and it's dangerous to cook. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, like you could die cooking. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know. I went, yeah. One part of the movie, like the, he took one of the chemicals and tried, you know, like blew it up so he could, you know, hurt some other dude. But I'm like, yeah, no, 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 thanks, man. And and uh, by the way, son, uh, forget how to make cocaine, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude i <laughs> i had a rough week with with kids this week man my uh my daughter got her uh her her monthly uh a monthly visitor for the first time ever dude, isn't she she got her isn't she like eight unexpected she 11 God man, damn. and we were not expecting that and boy was this an interesting week man <laughs> oh. God, thank god and thank i should have known it was daughters. coming man because the because the days leading up to it you know, there, she was a little more. My daughter, I couldn't tell you the last time my daughter cried. Like, she's not an emotional person okay. at all. And she's she's hyper. She's all over the place, but she's not very like sensitive. And you know, like like we matter of fact, we'll joke with each other. Like, like my daughter's the one that I can like call her names and you know, like mess with her, and she doesn't take it personally. Whatever, you know, like I can't do as much of that with my son. Like he gets he he's sensitive. Um, but man, the days leading up to like before she got it, she was just like flipping or like really weird about the oddest things. Like she had a picture day and uh, and I'm like, yo, like my daughter just in this phase where she just wants to wear hoodies and and she wears nothing but black and like dark colors, no pinks and stuff. She'll wear like a purple, but it has to be a dark purple. And that, and, and I think it's because she's really self-conscious about her body. Yeah. <laughs> But I see, I think it's the, uh, it's the like, she's developing and she's trying to hide yeah, her yeah. body. So she always wears like hoodies yeah, and stuff. Makes sense. And, um, and it's really bizarre that, so that day I go, listen, man, I, like, I don't care what you wear. I'm not asking you to wear a dress for picture day, but like, don't wear a hoodie. Like, like where, and she got like really pissed about it. Like was flipping da 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 da. And I was like, and I remember thinking like, man, I was out of character. She doesn't normally do that. Right. She'll just be like, oh, fine. You know, like whatever. <laughs> and then, and picture day, bro. She hits us up like, uh, I'm bleeding. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're like, wait, what? So is this, <laughs> is this like at school like, or is this before? At school, at school. Was dude. she, and, was she emotional about sex? it? No, was just like, uh, so this happened. And I guess it wasn't really crazy yet. And it's like, so there's some, but like went through school, texts us when she gets home from school. Like, uh, so it's cool. Uh, like this happened. Like, um, should I be worried? And you know, my wife's like, um, you know, like, Hey, go do this. I'll be home in a few, like, we'll talk about it or whatever right. type thing. But now, but now there's the awkwardness and then the, she's awkward about it. Right. And then I'm awkward <laughs> about it. And then I've got through my mind, like all this shit about like, damn like now i gotta worry about her getting pregnant and you gotta have the talk right like about everything and about why all this stuff happens and then i'm walking into my house bro it's like living with an animal you're afraid of you know like if you have a dog you're scared of and you try to give it treats just to like ease the mood this is me every day now i'm walking in with ice cream i'm walking in with like uh uh, uh candies and milkshakes and i'm just like oh hey, hey i got you this and then it's like how, how are you doing today <laughs> trying to ease the mood <laughs> and she and elizabeth to her credit she she's taking it really well uh but golly i'm like I, I, i'm i'm just i was a mess man a mess. that sucks like, man. I, I remember dude when i, I remember uh, being in, in in fifth grade and um and i don't you know it's, it's funny the things that, that that you remember but there was a girl in my class that asked to go to the bathroom well she stayed in the bathroom and then the teacher was finally like what the hell? Like she's been gone for long. And and if you could picture it, I used to go to Catholic school and, and the way the classrooms were, and you had to walk through one to get to the other. And then in between those two classrooms, there was the restrooms. So you would just like, you would never have to go far to go to the restroom. Okay. And so um, she went in there, she just stayed in there for a long time. And finally the, the teacher was just like, yeah, like what the hell, man? Like, where is this chick? And she goes in together and then, a little while later, man, they come out and the girl's crying. And I remember like, 
you know, oh, you know, afterwards finding out like why she was crying, and then thinking to myself like I had an older sister at the time, and I was just like, yeah, like like so what, you know. <laughs> but then you know you think about it now, right? And dude, if we just started bleeding from our from our junk, I, I'd probably start oh crying too. <laughs> yeah, freak me out, bro. I've been out of dude. I've you know it's funny too. Is then it, it just adds a layer of complexity of the things you have to worry about now? Because I go, oh fuck, that means she can get pregnant, all right? Like, and again, she's eleven, right? So it shouldn't even be like a thought. But it is. <laughs> and then it just got me thinking of, I'm like, for the rest of her life, all she's going to, there's just going to be dudes. She's trying to smash her. And, and, and I'm like, I got to teach her to fight these dudes off. And it brought me to, uh, you remember Chris Rock does the bit, uh, it, I think it's Bigger and Blacker, where he has a bit about how women, their whole lives, they're just fighting off dick. And he goes like, every, any guy that's ever nice to you, anything, he's like, they're just, you're just fighting off dick. Because it's like, hey, you want me to get those bags? Would you care to inside the dick? It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, let me get that door for you. How about some dick? <laughs> it's like, it just, it just brought me back to that. <laughs> I was like, and I couldn't stop thinking about that bit. And I'm like, oh my god, this is officially the realm she's in now where I gotta tell her uh, uh, you know, she's like, well how does the egg get fertilized? I'm like, if you hold hands, if you even hold hands, <laughs> shit goes south. If, if you look at them for more than three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, uh, bro, man. It, I was not ready bro, for that, ble- man. Bless you, bro. Uh, I, I don't, I ain't got no <laughs> girls, man. I'm not, not saying that I, that I wouldn't have liked to have a daughter, but yeah, I, I, I'll go ahead and pass on that. Now I got to keep her away from people like your boy. <laughs> I send them over next week. <laughs> these little co- these little TikTok drug makers. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I was not ready for that. Yo, did you see? Oh. Speaking of the youngsters, bro, did you see the um, Wendy's? So you know, recently McDonald's did like the the meals for like um, Jay Balvin. And they're trying to scout one, right? So Wendy's is getting into that, but they're going after the YouTubers and like the the ah, what's the what's the 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 gaming streaming service? Twitch. Oh, Twitch, like the Twitch. So so two guys that that they went after was um uh flight. You know, you ever seen that kid flight reacts? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And um, and the other dude is uh T F U E. I don't know how to pronounce that shit, but my kids knew. When I told them, oh, when I yeah. told them about it, like they, they knew, and and like they're they're big on that that whole that that flight reacts kid. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, I've seen like snippets. I've never actually watched. So, like, dude, I mean, what what he does for the for the most part is like, um, he just comments on videos. So he sits back, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, he's got like a screen in front of him, but um, he it'll be like in his in his clip. It'll sort of show you the screen of what he's watching. And then he just comments like, but very seriously, the most dumbest shit. And then he has this laugh. That's like that. That's like, you know, and so he just, but it's funny. My wife hates it. But when I hear the kid laugh, you know, it makes me laugh. And my, and my sons (laughs) love this guy. And so when he's doing meals with, with these guys, you know, trying to get that, that younger generation. And you know what, man? That demographic. Yeah, dude. As soon as it came out, my son was like, "Dude, we gotta go get the. I want to go get the flight meal." And I and I go, "What is it?" He goes, "I don't know. It's at Wendy's." Like he doesn't even know what it is. They don't don't even care, care. dude. That's their. That's their. Um. That's gonna be their LeBrons, their Jordan, their Kobe's, their, you know, like Ken Griffey Jr. What like it's it's gonna be these YouTubers, man. These influencers. Yeah, man. It's 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 a trip to see them. You know, like you said that they don't know. They know a couple of the of like the big names, like you said, like the LeBrons, the Steph Curry, that like they know who those guys are. But for the vast majority, I, I would say that they probably don't know any football players. Maybe, maybe one or two. Um, baseball players, zero, unless you know, unless it's like Derek Jeter, who doesn't even play anymore. Um, but you ask them about the Twitch streamers and YouTubers. You know, those guys are like, you know, the, the 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 TikTokers, the Instagrammers, like that's who, you know, to your point of what was it? Was it last week or the week prior where you talked about your son where he's like, um oh, yeah. how long how many followers Big Jagger has? <laughs> like that's dude, that's that's the wave. That's the wave of the future, bro. Dude, it when my kids ask me to go see someone live, it's always some uh quote unquote influencer from you. What do they do? Always. 
I, I, I don't know if they stream themselves live or you can ask them questions about what they do live. I think they just game. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. But it'll be like guys like Unspeakable Gaming where he tours and they'll be like, I want to go see him. Or um, um, oh, there's the other dude who tours too, man. I can't think of his name right now. But they'll, they'll make stops here. They'll be like, I want to go see him. He's going to be in town. Dude, my son watches uh, YouTube gamers and they're not even speaking English. <laughs> like, really? The they'll be like German dudes or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, I'm learning how to beat this part. I'm like, but you don't know what he's saying. He's like, yeah, buddy, I can see the thing. I'm like, yeah, All that's right. dope. Um, and, ah, good for those guys, man. So he like my son is obsessed with Zelda right now, so trying to beat the Zelda yep. game on Switch. And he's already beat it, but now he's trying to like get everything on it, right? And he's trying to beat like the like the extra content and all that stuff. And he'll watch videos of how okay, oh, this guy's finding this mask or trophy or whatever the fuck it is, and he'll just he'll go look into it, man. He'll and he'll watch the video and then play with it. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's going here, that, that. it's not even in English. Like I walk in all the time. And I'm like <laughs> they're probably cursing in German. <laughs> Yo, they're they're wilding out, and you know Germans when they speak, they sound yeah. like they're reprimanding you or like they're upset. <laughs> and you're like, like, what's going on in here? Why? Who is so angry? <laughs> Yo, um, this this past week, man, I also saw uh, a dude on on YouTube. Um, just some research on him. The dude's name is uh, Queens Flips. Somebody sent me a video, man. Okay. And um, this dude, and the the videos that I, the video that I saw was from like a few years ago. Um, apparently, the guy has like a, a a podcast now and maybe a YouTube channel. I don't know. Um, but anyway, this dude, it was a video and he's playing. It's like a compilation of him driving a car with like his, either his wife or his kids in the car. And he's playing like nineties hip hop that gets you hyped. So like MOP, like Annie up or, or like, uh, <laughs> like, 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 like Noriega, super thug. Um, I heard him. He did one. He had his wife next to him. He was playing. He was playing like um, Missy Elliott, like Get Your Freak On. So he's playing that. But what's funny is that he's going off and he's singing. He's singing the lyrics and he's grabbing his wife and he's pushing his wife's head down. And dude, he's literally driving, bro. And then when he has like, (laughs) I see he jumps on the chair and he's like, (laughs) and one of them be crawled out of the sunroof. When he's like dry, he's like dry. <laughs> but even like when he's singing like Annie up and, oh and he's singing the lyrics and he's grabbing his kid's stuff and on some songs he's ripping his shirt off and he's ripping his kid's shirt, he's grabbing the kid from the back and bring him to the front. Yo, it's hilarious. And I, I got to thinking because I saw it like first thing in the morning, oh and I'm like, you know what? Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I'm gonna just put this shit on. Yep, it got bro, it's so cool to see people like you said, he's probably doing something that he always does. He thought was funny. He was vulnerable enough to put it out on video. And and like you said, he's probably getting all kinds of uh deals from it and is making a living <laughs> doing something where he probably has fun. Or it's probably making somewhat of a who knows. Like that, you remember the dog face? Oh, guy? yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 dude, he blew up just he's on a longboard, sipping some ocean spray records his and he's like he's like rolling the work on his longboard and just decides to record it and blows up guy has endorsement deals from like toyota and ocean spray and it went from living in an rv to now bought a house in cash um he's been like on all these shows and podcasts and it just goes it, yeah it just like, goes to show bro like you know we, and i think a lot of us do this right where we um, we want to post something, but then we're like, ah, you know, I don't look good or it looks stupid or whatever. Man, like shoot your shot because. Yep. Dude, again, he was willing to be vulnerable, right? Willing to be himself on camera. And like you said, not worried about the, ah, but I look stupid or, or you know, my hair is not right or his light yep. looks a little crazy on this side of my face. You never know, man. You never know. Oh, something something just pop off for you. Do you know what? uh this week, man, I was I had one of those moments where like somebody that I've been following for a long time who just does shit and then they're kind of about to pop and I'm just like so hyped and I don't even know this person, man, but I was so hyped like uh I, I mean and I tell you about him all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I dude, and I think I shared the thing with you where he uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, he goes like, Listen, man, we can't you can't control the circumstance, but you can control how you yep. react to the circumstance, right? And he's telling you, like, create, 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 like seize this and and do you know, do what you gotta do, basically, like turn it into a positive. And this guy, man, and I would tell, I, I remember sending clips for years to people, like funny clips of his stand-up or being like, yo, you got to watch his bit or like, yo, listen to his podcast. And uh, this is a guy, man, who couldn't get anyone to give him a special. So he's a comedian. He's not PC. He's super funny, super dope. And 
for the longest time, again, no one would touch this guy with a 10 foot pole, man. And, and he started to, uh, you know, obviously like anybody else get discouraged. And I think he was saying things like somebody like Duval, Lil Duval told him once like, yo man, you, you can't, uh, you can't control the circumstance, man. You can only control how you react to it. So how are you going to react to it? You know, like so-and-so shut the door on you. Like wh- whether it was Netflix or Hulu or whoever is like, what you gonna do now? You know, comedy central. And this guy just started putting out, uh, clips on YouTube for free. And built an audience basically through YouTube, man. Started selling out shows and and theaters and stuff through YouTube, and uh, and I think during the pandemic, I would send you. He started doing these monologues. Oh, those are great. So man. if you guys uh, don't know, who he is yeah, dude, they're fantastic. So if you guys don't know, a guy named Andrew Schultz, he has a a podcast called Flagrant Two. Uh, but during the pandemic, weekly, he would pick a topic that was like you know on the news, obviously the politics or whatever, and he would do these five minute monologues, and it would just be hysterical like he would just go off and it would just make you think and, and he gave you some truth with it but obviously with some jokes and all this stuff dude it blow up it blew up so crazy that uh he's dropping a special this week um where he goes and and it's basically the monologues but it's a one-hour special of monologues split into into four parts like 15 minute segments um so netflix basically so they picked them up got a hold of him doing these monologues yeah saw how big he got and and i'm pretty sure they gave him a special too his special was supposed to get recorded earlier this year and the pandemic ruined it but i'm pretty sure netflix finally came around to like yo man this guy like he has a special on youtube called uh like 551 it's basically five clubs five minutes in new york city and he just does these five minute sets jumping from club to club um, and he just kept really, he has a, a special called the crowd work special, where it's basically 30 minutes of him doing crowd work just, uh, and crowd work for those that don't know, it's like when a comedian engages with the crowd, he's making shit oh, up on yeah, the spot, that, that's like awesome. freestyling, if you will, that, yeah, they call that crowd work. He does, a, he's, that's one of the things he's known for. And so what he would do is for every show he had, he was dropping the clips from the crowd work he was doing every week because he goes, well, if I put my bits right. then I can't do them, right. Because they're out there, but I can drop the crowd work because yep. it's always unique. And so every week he would drop the crowd work and then he would do these little segments with other comedians called like um, like unsafe sets or something where he would just talk about like what's the bit or the joke that you did that was like the most controversial that that kind of split an audience and stuff like that. Man, so he just kept putting out content, content, content. And then, man, these monologues would and I remember just sending them to everybody and like friends sending them, and we were just dying. And then Netflix picked them up, man. So I, I saw that speak and I'm like, man, what a time to be a creator, man. Like like taking the power out of the networks and like the creators now own this man. You, and not that you don't need networks, man, but I think the networks don't have the power they used to have anymore. And it was so dope to see someone who went uh, cool. I can't get a special, but I can do this. And my employees, the people. And as long as the people dig my shit and I'm doing stuff that they like, then, you know, we have platforms on, you know, through a phone that you can just drop content on. And, and yeah, definitely, man. And, 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 and kudos to him, bro. So Netflix picked them up. I did see the, I did see he posted, like you said, December 17th. That's when it comes on. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, Thursday, yeah, December 17th, man. So yeah, I was so hyped, man. I saw that. I'm like, man, because I've been listening to this guy for a few years now, man, and watching, you know, obviously his stand up and all that stuff. But, you know, like when you see someone who goes, I'm just I'm, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. And then you start to see it like really come together. So I feel like I'm watching That's a baby dope. grow, you know. So it's dope to see it, man. I, I was like, wow, man, a guy who just kept speaking into existence. Like, you know what? We're going to we're going to make our own lane. We're going to make our own lane. We're going to make our own lane. And it's hilarious because the way he did the announcement was uh, Netflix has a short special. It wasn't. I got enough. Oh, <laughs> it's i was like it's fire man i was like that's yeah, pretty good, dope good man. Him, man um so man shout shout out to those guys i saw you know it's funny too man and, and um while we're on creator you saw tiffany haddish turn down the uh was it the grammys i think no it was what's it to host it or she goes like yeah she was supposed to do this pre-host gig and she goes nah y'all gotta pay me and they refused to pay her and she was like all right cool now i have to do it and she well, she goes like well, what about makeup and hair and like i need a team to do xyz and they were like nah and she went, all right, cool. Then now then, I'm not going to do it. And again, man, that just showed me, I go, Tiffany is at a place now where she doesn't need that. Like most artists would jump on that because it's right. the free promo of it. And it's a big network and it's this event. And obviously they're going to water you down. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, Tiffany who would turn, you know, who like would that. turn that down, right? Like, Right. Who would turn that down? And now I think you're going to start seeing creatives turn the same way. Like you can't get people to touch the Super Bowl now, like people that matter. Like you're always gonna get these artists who are past their prime. Like you don't get anyone in the middle of their prime now anymore to do Super Bowl shows. You get like the the uh what do you call that? Like the in memoriam of the greatest right. hits people showing up. Um, you know, I think 
again, man, it's it's these creators. They're taking the power back, man. And, and they're like, you know what? We don't need you anymore. We have we have these platforms. We have people. As long as we create and we put out, the people get to decide whether or not we stay employed. Like in, in, in whatever fashion that is, you know. Yeah, I mean? no, that's so, that's dope. And and if I and suck, dude, I mean, look at look at even us, right? I mean, we're 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 nowhere near any kind of any kind of fame, man. But um, I've been blown away by you know by the responses from 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 people and 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 even yeah. the you know obviously most folks don't reach out to us but um the amount of streams that 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 we have so far um you know has gone far beyond anything that i that i thought uh, we would ever get to yeah yeah yeah. I, I, yeah I think the dialogue man the friends that we have hitting us up the listeners will have commenting in the in the sections on whether it's on instagram or facebook or just send us a text or a dm it's it's wild man and there's people who um been sending me like oh yeah you know like this is this way because of xyz and and they'll send me articles and they'll send me links to stuff and they'll you know and and they'll educate me on some of the stuff that maybe we spoke right, about but we didn't right. know the full kind of history behind it and i love that man and it's and it's cool to that someone would even listen and go oh shit let me hit them up like i know about this or i i, I thought about that or like hey i really like you know i'll get people who just say hey man i really like who you guys pick for a carbon footprint, you know, like I didn't even know that was a thing or whatever it is, man. Like, that's so dope. And like you said, like, I think when we did this, we didn't really have an expectation of what this was going to do. We just knew we wanted to keep making this and, and hang out and just talk. Yeah. To and, I think that was probably, yeah, um, you know, man. one of our, one of our strengths was that we, we truly had zero expectations and, um, and we just sort of just, you know, decided that we're going to have fun with it and then we're going to, you know, be free to change it you know, week to week. And, you know, I think, I think the only thing that we sort of uh, set in stone was like, we're going to do it weekly. We said, we said, we set a date and we was like yeah. every Monday, we're going to do it no matter what. Um, and, and, you know, and like even this week, man, like, and I, I'd, ra- I'd much rather be in the same room with you, man. But, you know, if we can't for a few weeks and we'll just do it this way and we'll uh, pick it up. Had to make it happen. All right, bro. Tell them where yeah. they can find us, man. Hell yeah, man. We had, we had to make it happen. All right, man. You guys, uh, we're at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, make sure you hit us up, like the pages, follow us, subscribe through the YouTube channel, also called the Carbon Footprint Podcast. Um, and then keep dropping us comments, man. We appreciate it. Uh, listen to us through your uh, through your Alexas and your and on your road trips for the holidays or while you're cooking that holiday meal. Throw us on. You're at work and you really don't want to be working. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know, we can hopefully we can make your day go by a little bit faster. And for those yo, for those of you who are <laughs> yeah. on Apple, please, 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 if you would, even if it's just like a sentence or two, um, leave us a review. Like that that helps us not only um in the future, but it helps us now to know like if if we're on the right track, if we if you guys are loving us, if you're hating us, like we want to hear it all. Yeah, yeah. And don't just hit the star, man. If if hit the star and tell us why. Why you think it's good or why you think it's bad or, you know, like, drop, drop a quick sentence like, hey, man, uh, wish Juan would shut up more. Uh, you know, like, whatever that is. <laughs> like, you know, leave something in there, man. Uh, hit us up. Uh, thank you guys for listening, man. Yeah, absolutely. This been a blast. All right, man, on that, I guess we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.